So here we are, uh, yet another episode when you don't know so much about what we're going to talk about. No, I don't know. <laughs> but we can say as much as uh, it's the end of a week, a pretty busy week for us. Mm. Uh, we had a couple of days uh, with one of our groups, Leadership Development Program. Pretty busy coaching for you, right? Mm -hmm. And I've had, uh, yeah, it's been a busy week. Let's just put it that way. Very intense. And we just ended this week. It's now Friday evening. And we just ended this week with an experience. And that was actually my birthday present to you. Now, I enjoyed it very much. <laughs> and you, not so much. Let's just put it that way. So I'm going to ask you to describe the experience. So we went um, skydiving, but then not actually jumping out of a plane, but in one of those wind tunnels. It's probably wind machines, wind engines. So you, it feels like skydiving, but you're actually in, in indoors in a, in a wind machine. And it's something that looks very, very easy when you see people do it that have done it many times before. And you think, oh, okay, I'll go in there and I'll do it too. And it's really difficult. <laughs> so it's called body flight or something uh, and you you have a teacher and, yeah. and you get taught some easy pretty easy instructions yeah. and then then you're you're held also by the mm. teacher in that tunnel mm. and i loved it i thought it was fantastic <laughs> i thought it was like flying and i and, I, and you didn't so what did you like about it i like the uh, feeling of freedom of moving in air without having my feet on the floor. So feeling the force of, of the air, I think, and with small movements having a big impact on where you were going. Mm. And uh, I could also feel my adrenaline in a positive way, mm. whereas I think... You probably felt it too, but mm. but <laughs> I didn't feel it in a positive. I I didn't feel very calm inside it. No, uh, it was. I, I'm. It's difficult to describe, but it's extremely noisy. It's really, yeah. It's like uh, unlike any environment you've ever been in. It's. Uh, I thought I I thought it was pretty scary, so I didn't really like it. I I also it hurt a bit and. I don't know. I, I don't know. It wasn't uh, it wasn't pleasurable. Let's put it that way. But I think one more thing that you said is that you were afraid. Yeah, I was. Fear. I was quite scared. Scared. Do you know what you were were scared of? I was. Uh, it's probably uh, uh, three things. One is the unfamiliar surroundings. It's really very. It's crazy surroundings. And uh, these these things go up, I don't know, 20 meters, 25 meters up in the air. So I was like thinking, what the hell could happen if you sort of lose control and you could shoot up in the air? So that's one. Two is probably a bit of, uh, I want to do it right, so a bit of performance anxiety. You know, uh, I need to, I need to, you know, do a, do a good job, although it's the first time. Uh and maybe a bit of bit, a bit of you know loss of control. I didn't like that. Mm. I was actually thinking about it in a, in a car on the way back when I was not allowed to talk about it because 
we were going we to talk about a, it here. We didn't have a mic there. So <laughs> we you didn't have a mic yeah. there. So, and I was thinking that it reminded me of when I, um, so I've, I'm, I'm quite a good skier. I've always skied my whole life until the last few years. And then when I was in sort of my mid-20s, I tried snowboarding. And when you're a really good skier and you try snowboarding, it's really, really annoying. And I didn't like the idea of starting a new, starting a fresh. I went back to skiing because I was really good at it. I didn't want to learn from scratch. And here it felt a little bit like, you know, and I, I, that's one thing I did tell you in the car back. You know, the car, our instructor that went done in, it's like, it's unbelievable what these guys can do. And I felt like, how do you, the, the difference is so huge between a beginner and a, an expert. Mm. Uh, yeah. Anyway. So my idea behind this was yeah. that we would have a shared experience, <laughs> almost like a coherence experience where you share something and you have a similar uh, outcome, mm. let's say. So it's almost like a bonding experience. Whereas this, I think, is pretty much the opposite, <laughs> the complete opposite. Because I got pretty high and on the adrenaline and could easily have gone back in and stayed for, for a long time and continued. Yeah. Whereas I could see that you went completely the other way. Yeah, so I also felt the adrenaline. I said yeah. this to you after, but it didn't feel positive. It felt a bit, felt in my neck, sort mm -hmm. of. And my nose was really hurting as well. So it's like, yeah. It was, but I think it's funny how um, we can have completely different. Yeah, yeah, but I think I didn't have any fear, you see. So I think uh, the reason here is is around fear. So adrenaline, you can get, and you 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 know, it, it pumps up your nervous system. Hmm. But if it's fear based, your mind will start translating that into something else that will remove you from it. Hmm. Whereas for me, it's uh, it's pleasure hmm. pleasure based. For me, it was uncomfortable. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I'm not anyway. sure if I was actually thinking a lot. I was trying, so when you mm. asked, what are you afraid of? I was sort of trying to make it up afterwards. But at the time, I wasn't thinking, oh, I wasn't thinking about it. No. Mm. But anyway, yeah. So, so thank so, you for my birthday. <laughs> You're very welcome. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have, I have to do better next year. <laughs> and to be fair, I did tell you, I was telling the guys, I. I bought this almost a year ago, so I've been thinking and planning this for a long time, <laughs> and that just shows we're how, not, how we're well not, that We went. don't often have time free in Stockholm. Right? No. Anyway, um, so so what's the relevance? I suppose uh, is a is a very um, you know fair question to ask. Why are we talking about this? Hmm. Um, so a couple of reasons, if you ask me. So experiences or shared experiences when it comes to personal development, I think is very interesting if you debrief them, mm -hmm. if you learn from them, if you do something with it afterwards. But it can also be during the experience. And mm. uh, in the car, I started asking you a little bit about what experiences have you had you know, in adult life that you remember that were kind of uh, standing out as big experiences. Mm. And I'm not, not necessarily now talking about... Uh, you know, having your children, which of course, that's a big mm. experience. I'm talking about the experience that you had mm. where you were doing something. Mm. Um, and then, so that's one, one thing, you know, big things that you can remember. And the other thing is sharing it with a group and coming into some kind of group coherence, let's say. Mm. So you have a shared experience that 
makes you bond? Mm. And what does that do with personal development? Where can you take that? And why is that something that's interesting from a personal mm. development point of view? Mm. What are your thoughts? I'm also thinking what we do quite a lot in our work is we ask our clients to experiment. Mm. And we often say, you know, experimenting can be uncomfortable and that's sort of part of the deal. The learning is, um, what do we say? Sort of, yeah, so it, it can be a bit uncomfortable. It shouldn't be extremely uncomfortable, but can be a bit, and it's often a bit uncomfortable to experiment with new behavior, right? It's mm. not necessarily being in a wind tunnel, but it's, well, you know, whatever, you know, uh, human behavior. Um, we we ask people to experiment. We sort of say, you know, it's okay if it's uncomfortable. And we say, well, you will not learn anything if you don't reflect on it, if you don't debrief it. If it just stays with just an experiment, it won't be that useful. So, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking, well, you know, we're asking quite a lot of our clients because thinking about the, you know, it's not hugely uncomfortable, but slightly uncomfortable experience I've just had. It's just not, uh, it's not so, it's not pleasurable. It's not, mm. it's not nice. Mm. But maybe I've, I mean, you know, if I would do this a few more times, I would learn how to skydive, mm. right? Mm. I've no interest whatsoever in learning how to skydive. No. But, um, but this is what learning is, right? The very first time you do this, mm. it feels extremely uncomfortable. Mm. Or not extremely uncomfortable. You feel like a total beginner. Mm. And it hurts a little bit. But I think you're, you're saying an interesting point there. So if I go back to an experience that's pretty uncomfortable for me, uh, being afraid of heights. Mm. So I, I went on this retreat earlier this year. And one of the exercises there was to balance very high up in the air. Mm. And I thought I was fine. I started balancing. I started walking. I don't know, was it three or five, five meters maybe? Uh, what do you call this? We have a plank like in circus and mm. you balance from one side to the other. And I thought, easy. I had seen it from below and I was starting to walk. And, and then all of a sudden, of course, in the middle, when I was as, as, uh, I've gone as far as I had left to walk, that's when my body, my whole system just froze. Mm. And then I could feel the fear. And the point there was to feel the fear. So th th to, to feel what happens, if I stand still and experience the fear now, can I be in it? Because it wasn't, of course, it wasn't, I, I wasn't threatened as such. I just felt. It wasn't dangerous. No, no, there was safety yeah, around. Same. So it, Just it, like this, right? Yeah, there it's is safety. Dangerous. No, it's, it's not dangerous. So the idea there was to feel the fear, be in the fear, and see if you could calm your system in a fear-based situation. Yeah. And then, you know, in the end, of course, I made it. I'm here now. Mm. <laughs> but coming out of it and having the release after when also your more primal um, part of the brain, uh, amygdala, mm. has let go of you, mm. um, that feeling is just extremely nice. Mm. Mm. It's such a release. Mm to feel the safety. Now, so we know that when we are really scared, we can't really learn because we are in a different part of the brain. I think that's pretty interesting as well. Mm. Um, so it's somewhere, it's somewhere a little bit uncomfortable. Well, but, but we, also, we also know, and I, 
you know, this is just from my, my, my interest of, of the brain and you have the same. We also know that if we stay in that fear, it won't stay because that's the whole point. It, mm. It's going gonna, it's gonna to pass. Mm. So you stay there and you feel the fear and eventually it will pass because yeah. you will get normalized in that situation. Yeah. So that's what's happening. Yeah. It's just that we very quickly escape it because it's so uncomfortable. Yeah. But it will pass. Yeah. So, so the other point here, I suppose, that I think is interesting is when we, uh, both in our work and ourselves, and I think people do in general, when we have experiences in a group, yeah. when we are experiencing similar, um, I suppose, similar emotions or pleasure or or pain whatever it might be but it's perhaps more similar than than what you and I had now because it was so different mm. what that what that what, what what does that do to group coherence mm. and why is group coherence interesting yeah so um yeah so i think that's i think there's lots of experiences that you can share as a group that creates coherence, um, and so what do we? Why do we do that? Mm. Well, when we, I suppose it's two things. Is one is that we create internal coherence, which is, it's sort of a. It, it, you might call it a connection between the heart and the mind. There's, there's a, just you feel very good. You feel very. You feel in flow. Um. It's difficult really to describe what it is, but you will, you will, um, yeah. So you're fe feeling really good inside yourself and then feeling that same connection that you feel inside your, of, inside yourself also with the people around you in that group is sort of the, the coherence. And if you have gone through an experience like that, if you've created group coherence, it will really help what happens in the rest of that event or or get together or gathering so for example if you then start talking with each other about a difficult subject you might have a better conversation I and mean, we we've talked in this in this um, um in this podcast a few episodes ago about dialogue dialogue will be much more powerful if there's group coherence created before we go into dialogue i would say i'll say the willingness to both share and to listen to a group where you have group coherence is very different from when you don't have the group coherence. Mm. So both because if you are, like you say, internally coherent, my experience is that you're then less uh, likely to be driven by your ego, mm. if that makes sense. And yeah. the internal politics or the um, all your defense mechanisms, they're mm. a bit down mm. because you're accessing something that's very true and authentic. Mm. And when you do that as a group, you can also access the authenticity in each person. And from that, in a dialogue, something new is almost created. Mm. So mm. it becomes like uh, music a bit. So you're playing different instruments and together it becomes a full bodied that's wine more than music i suppose but it becomes a a, a a complete harmony yeah yeah so you get harmonious dialogue mm, i'd say yeah, so when you're in coherence mm. i i think what you're saying about the ego so the ego is obviously never it doesn't disappear as such but it's sort of it's toned down a bit mm. there's a bit less fear and a little bit a little bit less 
social anxiety, I suppose. We don't try so hard to be good or don't try to be smart or to be speaking more or and when when we're certainly not thinking much about anything apart from the actual dialogue so we are really with the conversation rather than thinking about you know what should i say next or what would be a good question to ask or how do i look good mm. it's something it's almost like being in tune with everybody mm. so you don't have to feel shy i can't say this because you don't even that thought doesn't even cross your mind mm. or you don't feel that I have to protect my space here to be seen and to mm. make sure I belong because that's already happening mm. so it takes away it's kind of it takes away pollutions it cleans yeah it, it, it cleans the environment it's uh, uh, it takes away the noise yeah uh, in the conversation and the signal yeah the actual message becomes clearer yeah the actual learning becomes clear. If there's such a thing as a group collective learning, that learning is enhanced by everybody being incoherent or being more incoherent than you would if you had not done the experience. I would also take it a bit further because now we're talking about debriefing and experience, let's say. But if you were to take that further, so let's say it's a management team with a very specific um purpose and a specific goal or objective they want to achieve but without looking at any articulated missions or visions i'd say by debriefing the experience becoming coherent as a group so first with yourself and then as a group and then starting posing questions big questions yeah. you will create in that dialogue so you both have that learning from the experience and then you start a creation process mm. that's, I'm pretty convinced, will be so mm. exciting. Mm. I'm not sure I've done it properly that way. Not with, with management teams. With the management team. No. no More yeah. outside of the yeah. corporate world. Yeah. But I can see that it could be so strong. Yeah. So how about some experiences of what could be, sorry, experience? examples sorry examples of experiences that create coherence so one thing that it i would say which, which is pretty traditional when it comes to any team bonding that is to expose people to something that's a little bit uncomfortable mm. so heights is not that unusual we've used that before um, or just being now camping might be very pleasurable for some people but you take people outside their normal comfort mm. Yeah. Uh, so camping in a tent in a cold oh we've done this yeah. cold tent Nepal. this is Nepal yeah. Yeah. <laughs> big heights and um, a little bit uncomfortable I'd say even though it was comfortable camping it was uncomfortable that kind of brings <laughs> people closer cold, together yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but other things uh, well there are some quite famous ones right uh, working with the breath breath mm. work yeah. we've tried it ourselves quite a bit mm -hmm. and we've done it with some groups mm -hmm. and it's very powerful mm. uh, stuff and i think well, you and i could do that we would use that certainly a lot more with um in our work mm. uh, i personally enjoy it a lot um to create internal coherence mm. perhaps i don't do it as much where it's about group coherence so mm. that'd be really 
powerful. Mm. Any any type of body work, mm. yoga comes to mind. Dancing, of course. Dancing. Yeah, but yeah. I think it's a, a it's not just any dancing. I think mm. it's important that it's a free flow. But you have the music that makes it. Mm. It, it holds the space for everybody, so yeah. that the energy becomes a, a coherent energy, if you yeah. like. Yeah if you are present and if you go into that yeah. and allow yeah. yourself to be absorbed yeah. by the movement to the music, letting go again of any kind of I should look good yeah. Uh, yeah. idea. Yeah. Um, meditation, uh, especially also meditation, or oh, it's more active meditation, so with jumping and screaming and dancing and, and then quiet, um, very powerful potentially. Um, it's quite a lot of things actually energy work so is this is this a teaser for what's coming up for any any client who might be listening to this <laughs> that this might be something we will do in the future yeah there's a few we haven't mentioned but, yeah. <laughs> maybe that's yeah, for the next more. episode I think that's for the next episode a so. next episode <laughs> okay no, the next no fair enough <laughs> So for now, I think it was just, uh, you know, it was a bit of fun for, uh, well, it, let's say it was a bit of fun for me mm. this Friday afternoon. And I'm now <laughs> promised Bart a really nice glass of, of wine. So I think we're going to end on that note. Yeah, hang on, wait, wait. What can what what can people that listen to this podcast do with this? I'm a, like, go and do, try it out. Try experiences? No, I think they should try body flight. Body flight. <laughs> well, um, so do things that are slightly scary. And stay with that for a bit and see what comes up. I mean, I'll give one more example. Uh, and I, you know this. I, a few years ago, I went to, uh, I, I, for the first time, I did um, uh, paintballing. And my kids had done it many times. And I joined them in the paintball. And I, since then, I've joined them quite a few times. And I love it. Absolutely love it. But I would never have done it before. I just... I just challenged myself, come on, go and do paintballing with a whole bunch of teenagers. You get shot in the face and whatever. And uh, and it was great. And the same with height. I've done quite a lot of challenging myself to the to do the heights. And it it is easier now. It's not it's not easy, but it's easier. So say and it, it obviously it could be all kinds of things. It could also be work related. Do some stuff that's slightly challenging, slightly scary. Stay with it for a bit and it becomes easier as Pia says. So on that note. On that note, let us know about your experiences if you want to. So some of you are on the uh, WhatsApp group, so please share. Um, and um, just continue having fun with it. <laughs>